Hello and welcome to First Time Films. I know it's not a familiar voice, well, it is a familiar voice, but it's not the one you're probably expecting to hear. Uh, so it's me, Jack Higgins. I'm on the mic. Uh, I'm joined uh, by, a, well, a familiar panel to the FTTV or First Time Thrones uh, listeners. I've got Sean Ramage and Mary Higgins here. Oh, hello. hello. Say, say your hellos. Okay. Uh, and I'm joined, of course, by David Campbell, the big man. The big man. The big man on campus. I'm not on the mic. I'm um, under it. He's under it. But he's, uh, he's, he's quite, like, quite like that, don't you, David? Quite like taking a wee uh, break. Allows, I was saying to Sean, I always a good 10-minute nap in between questions. Um. Especially because I talk so long as well. You can know, just go for a nap and then I forget he's even here. Uh, end up just talking to myself. Well, today um, we're talking about Silence of the Lambs, uh, released in 1991, directed by Jonathan... Is it Demi? Dame? Dame? Demi? Not a clue. Not a Demi. Demi. I uh, thought, yeah. Any of the above. I thought so. <laughs> uh, starring, of course, Anthony Hopkins, Jodie Foster and Scott Glenn, most notably. Um, just a kind of brief synopsis of it. FBI Academy student Clarice Starlin is given an opportunity by her superior, Jack Crawford, which gives her an audience with the notorious serial killer and cannibal Hannibal Lecter. Uh, Starling and the FBI attempt to use Lecter's unquestionable wisdom and expertise to help uh, with another open case that's uh, at the time involving a serial killer um, that goes by the name of Buffalo Bill. Uh, Buffalo Bill is just right into moths and cross-dressing and that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what he likes. Uh, and after some extensive detective work, she finds uh, Starling finds herself in Bill's lair, but she goes bang, bang. And he dies, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, and that's it. And that's it. That, is it. <laughs> that was that's... so professional at the beginning. That was a class synopsis, and then just fucking lost it at the end. Bang, bang. bang. Definitely read that. that, is... that first I thought that was <laughs> in yeah, true. That was in true style. That was yeah, in true Jack Higgins style. Fair. Yeah, I liked uh, it. Just start off quite, quite good, and then just uh, ruin it at the end. <laughs> so I, at the end, she kills him. That's it. Uh, it got 96% on Rotten Tomatoes and, uh, why did I say tomatoes? I've been hearing about the No, Tough says it all the time and I fucking slate them and now I've got, I've been hearing about them It's because the American, it's like, the, I only hear Americans say it, like, I never hear a Scottish I think it's because, it's now, make, David, right. it's because I'm reading it, I think because I read it, I just read it as tomatoes. <laughs> anyway, $272.7 million on a $19 million budget, which is pretty fucking hefty, actually. And it's the fifth uh, highest grossing film of that year, 1991. So it done pretty good. Uh, I think we can all agree it done pretty good. Um, it also became the third film to win the Big Five at the Academy Awards uh, for that year, obviously, as well. And does anyone know the other two? Off One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yep. Any other ones? And uh, yes, I do know this. I always forget this other one. Good uh, thing I've got it written down in front of me, mind you. But... Oh, that's so annoying. Uh, I feel I... like if you give me one word on it, I'll know what it is. The first word is it. Nope. Of a, of a <laughs> it happened one night. It happened one night, mm-hmm. yes. It happened one night. Uh-huh. Well done, well done. Oh, that's my speaker turning off. That was like 1930. That was ages ago. That was like 19... 19- 34 it was, 1934. And and you think, probably 1934, if a film comes out, it's absolutely class. Like, it's going to 
be pretty easy because I imagine less films were getting made obviously at the yeah, time. Yeah, true. Um, you think it's probably won by a landslide that year. Yeah. Uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, let's just talk about that a bit because that's a fucking brilliant movie. That is an absolute belter of a film. We've only talked about Nurse Ratched on this show, but like really in depth, but like, the entire film is class. It's just sensational. Sean, have you seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? I think I got made to watch it when we were in Australia last time. Um, made to watch say, it. I, it's one of those okay, films I that, like, one of those that I think you, yeah. might have, you might have actually plastered my eyes open for that one. I... But that is always my go-to suggestion if somebody's looking for like a really good film to watch and if they've not seen that, I'm like, get that watched because it's uh, so good. That is fucking class. Uh, Sean, do, do you think, um, having watched Silence of the Lambs, it deserved the critical acclaim it got? Yeah, well, I think it's really good. To be honest, so one obviously like, best picture, best actor, um, whatever the other big five are. <laughs> I can't remember. Best, <laughs> tough me, help me. Best picture, best, best director, best actor, best actress. I don't even know if it is actor. Screenplay. Screenplay. Well. Ah, it's just, the five. And do you know that Hannibal? Like, so Anthony Hopkins won best actor, and he's on screen for a grand total of seventeen minutes. <laughs> do you know that is a class. fact but yeah it's just I've, fucking I've unreal I've seen the top five in my head today really and I forgot best actor for a minute like I go. was like surely the fucking police guy didn't win best actor and I was like oh <laughs> also fun fact for you is that I brushed shoulders with Anthony Hopkins in Wales last month sorry yeah you what you brushed shoulders yeah, did I not tell you this yeah like it was at so I was at a work conference in Cardiff. And, oh no, you got a picture. And of and there he was, just having his lunch, which Shut I can up. confirm was not fava beans and Chianti. It was in fact <laughs> I don't know, just a sandwich or something. But <laughs> yeah. Not to even ask. I did not. I did not. I did not have the brass neck because I mean he's an old man. Like I just thought leave him in peace. But he wasn't just. Everyone like, else in my work kind of did hound him a bit, but I just I regrettably stayed back. Took a back yeah. seat. Fun fact. Should have got us a fucking soundbite. I should have. I know. Here, you're producing the soundbites, and I mean, if I'd known Silence of the Lambs was going to be, you know, such a pivotal movie on the podcast, then I would have. <laughs> what would have been better is McMarried went up to him later on and been like, "I know, Anthony, don't worry about it. I'm on a great podcast. Recognise me all the time. I know how that is." <laughs> Can't oh. he walk anywhere in Glasgow without getting hounded? <laughs> I know. Also, unrelated, seeing Ricky Gervais that same day in the same hotel. Like, I mean, what a oh, celebrity. I can't stand Ricky Gervais. What, neither can I. Oh. What a celebrity hub that hotel was. Aye. No Ricky Gervais, hotel, Anthony Hopkins, that order. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Nobody <laughs> asked me for my photo, which I was disappointed about. But I mean, you know, podcast that, they might not recognise my face. It's like radio presenters. Yeah, we'll let it slide. Anyway. Uh, so, Silence of the Lambs, it's also um, the first and still so far the only best picture winner that is widely considered a horror film. Uh, but is it a horror film? Truff, I'll kind of pose that to you. You like horrors and that. I actually think it's a problem with the Oscars that they don't nominate more like genre films, whether it be. Yeah. I classify this more as a thriller. I think yeah. um, the Buffalo Bill scene, especially with the night vision goggles, is probably more out of a horror film. Yeah, I'd say. But also, the heads in the jar in that are quite horrorish. I thought. Um, yeah, like, kind of like towards the line of got, horror. Got that, got that crime aspect. Of it, obviously, with just being the, the police being heavily involved and it's all detective. But yeah, I think yeah, the scene you mentioned there, tough. Uh, but also just some of the some of the props that are in it like the head in the jar and even like the 
the cadavers that are on the table like yeah, during post mortems are a bit quite that, gr- a bit quite gruesome. Uh, so I don't know. I think it depends what you're it depends parts. what you're scared of. Like, again, like that's true. How do we define horror? I always I always kind of um, beg that question because anyone things are, people are scared of different things. So when you go to watch Scream, I'm not scared of, at all. Of Scream, it's more of a comedy. I'd like everybody's scared of Scream. Know, that's remember. like a comedy slasher. But even even <laughs> even slashers, maybe slashers aren't like scary to me. But you know. But then, but then you can yeah, watch me, But then you can watch Jaws. You can like watch Jaws if you're are what are scary is what is scary, because there's that realism element to it that you know it could yeah. absolutely happen. Whereas, like, I don't know, can't think of, and I can't think of something off the top of my head. But you know, some of these ridiculous plotted horrors that you're like, well, I mean, that's jumpy, but it wouldn't really happen. Whereas, like, there's probably some psycho out there like Hannibal. Aye, and I think the scariest thing about the movie is Buffalo Bill, because I think I've probably met a few Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> and Polo on a Saturday night, you never know like, who's coming. <laughs> Jumping about with his mangina. I think that was the most terrifying scene. That, that, that dance scene that he does when he's like, you know, like putting his lipstick on and like Putin's talking to himself in the mirror, tucking his wee willy away and stuff like, oh, that was crazy. <laughs> That's fine, surely, for like, see these Twitter videos where they put new music. Music to stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, surely we've got to get one of I those. I feel like there must be one. Hey, what song do you want to put over? All I can think of now is like that bit in Step Brothers when they're singing Brendan has a man. That's all I can think of. <laughs> Jack, I'd probably put a One Direction number over it. Like, what makes you beautiful or something like that? <laughs> oh, that was good for off the top of your head, David. Like <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we've actually, I mean, recently on the podcast, we've been talking quite a lot about uh, villains. Um, and I love this movie because it kind of has two villains. <laughs> like it has a, a collection of villains that you can choose from. Um, but who? I mean, who is the villain in this? Uh, Hannibal, if anything, is a support character and is supporting um, not just obviously the ambition of Agent Starlin, uh, but you're also on side as a, as an audience, as a viewer. You're you're on side with that, and you want obviously to. You want the serial killer to be captured, so the fact that um, that Hannibal Lecter's helping, I don't view him as a villain in this, despite obviously him being a fucking serial killer and obviously crazy, like uh, obviously crazy. Yeah. But you know who is a, who is our main villain? Mary, do you think is it is it Buffalo Bill in this film, or is is Hannibal throughout the whole trilogy always a villain? Um, um, how do we define? Because I was actually kind of like looking up some facts and things about the movie before like coming onto the podcast just after watching it and things and doing actually doing, like my, doing my homework I'm so prepared um, but so one of the conversations that Anthony Hopkins had with um, Jonathan Dem Dem whatever the hell his name is the director Demi. basically he got cast because of the director seeing his, car- his performance as another psychologist in The Elephant Man and when he, Anthony Hopkins was like, well, but why Why did that give you, like, because that guy was a good man, like, he was a good psychologist, <coughs> like, why did he, why did his portrayal make you want, uh, make you be cast as him? And mm-hmm. he said, because um, he said, but Dr. Trez is a good man, and the director replied, so is Lecter, he is absolutely a good man, he's just trapped in an insane mind. So I think even, like, from the onset, like, they've deliberately made it difficult to pinpoint whether or not he's good or bad because I don't know about you but 
see at the very end when he when he tears the face off that policeman you're like what the hell are you doing you're not actually insane because like through the, the whole film you're you're kind of you know and you're no, nah, I mean, he's past and things, think, but when I he does you, it, you're a bit like, "What the hell?" Like, it kind of comes out of the blue from you, you because you're like, "Yeah, I, I, get, your, I get what you're saying." I think you do get serious, like, glimpses of how psychotic he is, even when he's yeah. talking to, even when he's uh, doing the interviews. Just the odd time when he looks up and like smells the air and that. Oh, <laughs> you're he's like, so well, he's yeah, it's like uh, he's like Sean, like says, he's a true psychopath, isn't he? Like I think they they set it up well. Like obviously because he's behind bars, like he's like so he's not out there committing crime. So you do get more on side with him mm-hmm. helping. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, so that kind of turns like Buffalo Bill into like the big the main villain. Bad, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But um, then he goes all Palpatine and bites a guy's face off. So. <laughs> <laughs> then again, swings and roundabouts like. Tough again. So, and with reference to just this movie alone, so not in the trilogy, because as well, yeah. if you've seen any of the others in the trilogy, Hannibal is very much the same, but probably has a, a larger role as a villain in others. And mm-hmm. this one particularly, Tough, do you think he's the main villain or? I hate um, Superman a hero, but he is definitely that in this yeah. movie. Like he's a he's a complex character. He's not necessarily a hero. You can't define him as no. such. But mm-hmm. does he help and aid yeah. with the capture of Buffalo Bill, who is the guy? Like if you're looking at it, you could take Hannibal Lecter out the story and it would still work. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? With Buffalo Bill versus Claudie Starling, but it's Hannibal that adds. He's the salt and pepper. The seasoning. Exactly. So uh, I think I think it is he is a villain in the sense that, like you say, he is a cannibal. Um, he's going to eat folk, you know. What I mean? that's, <laughs> that's, that's, do what do. <laughs> that, that's not a guy that you want round for your family Christmas outing, you know what I mean? But um, <laughs> you know, at the same time, Buffalo Bill is the main villain of it, and I actually do think that Hannibal and the performance of Hannibal does take away a bit from Buffalo Bill, which I also think is an outstanding performance and character. Yeah, yeah, because I I would agree with what you've just said, but I've only kind of really noticed that once you've said it, like he to me is. He should be one of the main characters, but to me, he's just a bit of a supporting character in the sense that he, his on-screen time is probably just the same as Hannibal's, mm-hmm. but he's much less thought of as like a physical character than Hannibal is. He's more just this... He's mentioned more, and he's like, you know, he's kind of... Uh-huh. He's drip-fed to be this bad guy and, you know, who who they're all out to get, but he's acting performance is probably I think overshadowed by you know Hannibal like yeah I get you uh, spoke fair, fair amount there about um, about Hannibal but I'd quite like to move on to Buffalo Bill then and kind of dissect him because there's huge areas and huge themes surrounding his character that well are explored at a time obviously 1991 explored probably earlier than uh than most people would have thought. Mm. It's uh, it's been called ahead of its time in that sense, in terms of sexuality and about body image and things like that. It's it's really exploring those those themes. Um, as I said, at a time where it probably wasn't um, widely considered. Um, but uh, you know, is it on the verge of maybe being a bit insulting or crudely insulting? Like obviously, they're they're making huge um, connections between his mental health issue. And his sexuality, or 
and his not just his sexuality but his uh, his desire to to um, to be transgender or because obviously he doesn't actually get ahead with it. Um, he, he applies to go through a sex change but doesn't get it. So you know he's he's constantly living in this um, this desire to be a woman or, mm-hmm. or desire to feel loved or feel pretty. Um, Truffle, maybe go to you. You maybe have something to say about it. Maybe just on a sexuality <laughs> sense of things. Jeez, um, cut any of the tough questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, do you think it is ahead of its? T- was it was it ahead of its time in terms of being uh, being bold enough to explore those <laughs> and uh, and bring those themes up, or do you think it is somewhat ins- insulting or can be maybe construed as insulting? I, th- I think it's similar to. I'm going to compare it a wee bit to the backlash that Split got. Uh, in the sense that people were saying it was taking what realistically could be a real personality trait <coughs> and depicting it as villainous and are depicting it as evil. Mm-hmm. What you could say is that potentially they're depicting a transgender uh, or a man who wants to be a, trans, a woman in Buffalo Bill as villainous, and that's wrong. But I don't think they necessarily do that if you look at the context of the movie. Mm-hmm. They say that society is rejected. Um, basically his want to go through with that procedure mm-hmm. and as such it's led to his psychological um, trauma. Or exactly. Yeah. So I, I actually think if anything it's an indictment on society uh, and they're not wanting to accept what he wants to be mm-hmm. rather than an indictment on the trans uh, vest, uh, the transgender person themselves, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I think that's the best answer I can give off the top of my That's not, it's a brilliant so, answer. And I, and I, I'm, I agree with you as well, Mary. Sorry, I have ahead. a question about it. So, like, one of the things that I picked up on from it was that the reason that he was rejected for it so many times was because that actually the psychologist Hannibal included have picked up on the fact that actually he just, he thinks he wants to be a woman, but is his want to be a woman just almost like a form of escapism from his own psychological trauma and the Mm. fact that he just can't settle within himself and he wants to change. So, but they weren't actually convinced that he wanted to be a woman. So Mm. is that, was that ever, was that theme kind of just, was that, decision from all the psychologists properly debunked fully do you think in the film or do you think that you know we were never actually they didn't explore enough what his true root of his psychological problems was because obviously when we see him in the film it's clear from an audience point of view if you completely discounted the psychologist theory and all that that it does look like he just wants to be a woman but do you think it is actually deeper rooted than that or well, Hannibal's it... shown to be like he's shown to be like a bastard, and obviously, as we said, he eats people. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but he's also shown to be like they never question how smart he is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have taken Hannibal's word and judgment as a psychologist, especially like before his crimes were discovered and stuff like that. Yeah, me too. Value. Me too. So that's that's the only reason why I'm actually left with the kind of lingering doubt mm-hmm. of like, was it actually? Um, uh, you know, a gender identity issue, or was it more a deep-rooted psychological need for escapism from his own body, and that's what he'd latched onto? <coughs> but and the, and the only reason I thought about that was because of Hannibal said it, and he was yeah. so well. He was like you say, David. Nobody ever actually questioned these psychological evaluations and 
brain and all that sort of stuff. So I just thought that mm. was quite an interesting point that actually you wonder whether or not they could have potentially explored that more if they wanted to make it more about. Aye. But I think that goes that uh, probably if it was maybe filmed today, that mm-hmm. could, that would have been a much more prevalent aspect of the storyline. Yeah, yeah, whereas that, back uh, in the nineties, maybe that's yeah. Just I would really argue that it. as well. I think again, even though it probably is ahead of its time, and I think it's being bold exploring these themes. Yeah, uh, that they left it in a bit of a grey area where the it's not confirmed, like truly. Yeah, exactly. What was going on, uh, and how, and and I think yeah, as you said, if it if it was getting written now, or if it was being released now, they might have put more emphasis on the fact yeah, that they're trying totally. to obviously. And make, I mean, it's not it's not an identity crisis. He's not in crisis. He's just that's yeah. how people feel. And you like, know I mean? feel like there obviously is further psychological issues yeah. because I mean, most people here, if they got rejected for gender reassignment <laughs> surgery, they wouldn't go and kill people to make themselves a new skin. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. that was, there's obviously yeah. some other underlying issues. I think <laughs> that's why it's hard, isn't it? Because it's like, it's not as though it's a realistic bio. Exactly. It's a exactly. Film and it's a horror character. And it's like you're inventing, like, for fuck's sake, see if the Russians can every film for the past 50 years so they can have like one transgender villain exactly. I mean that it's not explored to its fullest like it's happened throughout cinema like all like there's a lot of characters and a lot of personality traits that are sort of taking it face value at times you know what I mean mm-hmm. so, and I mean mental yeah. health allows and, and I mean this, nobody in this podcast isn't unaware of you know the the you know, living with mental health. So, you know, this is all completely said and compassionate with understanding. But, like, the reason that there's so many villains out there with mental health characteristics is because that it is scary and people fear it. So it's mm-hmm. very relatable as a fear. And totally. it can Definitely. trigger fear with everyone. So, you know, it's not a case of trying to create a stigma around it. It's just because I think it actually casts genuine fear and yeah. amongst people yeah. um, that allows it to be, you know, which is, I think is why it's used so widely within horror, thriller, villains, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. What, one one last thing about Buffalo Bill, actually. Um, I feel like there's some <clears throat> Ted Bundy comparisons as well. Yeah. Like, he actually uses the same uh, methods that, that's obviously loosely based on the methods that Ted Bundy used with the crutches or the... the uh, pretending he was some sort of, had some sort of injury that he couldn't complete whatever task, and he was conveniently there when, um, obviously that that lassie was there. What's her name? Um, can't, I can't remember. remember but I can't I know, remember yeah. her name. Yeah. So obviously the one that he keeps in the the dry well for a bit. You know the way he captures her is is I think meant to be a kind of, uh, well, ho- hopefully quite a compassionate parody of Ted Bundy. Yeah. Um, and, and again, showing that kind of fear that surrounded him and, and the way it can be so easy, um, especially because, well, I don't know, is it meant to be is it meant to be set in what the seventies um, or eighties? I think it, I think it's seventies or eighties. Um, but I just imagined it was the time it was. If you're not, no, I think it, I think it it's set a wee bit behind, further back. Like, yeah, further behind. I think it's time. set at the same time as the book. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think it's around Ted Bundy's era, uh, funnily enough. Like, uh, you know, no funny haha, but strangely. <laughs> <laughs> funnily oh, enough. Funny. Anyways, oh, a crack and laugh. He I was also... based off of two, I think he was based off of three serial killers. One yeah, guy, Ted Bundy, uh, who, like, for the reasons you've just said, another guy, I can't remember his name, I think it was Ed 
Ed, something I can't remember, but he skinned these victims. Yeah, um, I was going to say there's a skinner victim. And then skinner, I can't uh, remember what the third one was. They kind of just amalgamated all of those three traits and made this <coughs> one. I think one of them. Villain. I think one of them was meant to be uh, a transvestite or something. Or yeah, had, yeah, I think or so. Had, um, was it like oh, I can't remember if it was like was punk. Jeffrey Dahmer, the one that ate people. Ah. No, but that was that would be Hannibal we're talking about Buffalo yeah. Bill. Because Buffalo Bill, uh, everything else you can you can say anything you want about him, but you can't say that he ate people. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, not that we know of. He anyway. <laughs> yeah. might have nibbled a wee bit of skin off. And uh, he's like very <laughs> so he's starving for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> he's just every minute of his life. <laughs> Making himself a nice new dress, and he's like, ooh. <laughs> Uh, so sorry, continuing this uh, sort of theme in sexuality and body image, I like the the, the parallels actually between Buffalo Bill, who's obviously longing to be desired and uh, and wanting to look pretty. We have Stalin's like the the opposition to that. Uh, she's like trying to look less desirable and wants to be less desired by all the men that she's obviously <laughs> surrounded by in this uh, agency. She wants to be respected as uh, as a well, as a woman, Asian. you know, as as exactly who she is, not not looked at as um, you know an an object a or a piece of meat. Um, so me yeah, pardon. I like I like that um, I like that parallel and and the kind of contrast to them, the characters as well. And I think that she fights the other corner uh, for the sexuality and the body image sort of thing. She's uh, trying to fit in in a, in a different way. Yeah, like sure. Buffalo's trying to fit in with himself, and Stalin's trying to, you know, she's comfortable with herself, but is trying to fit in a, in this uh, agency and, and get everyone tries to sort of command some sort of respect. Yeah. Um, and in fact, she gets that when she tells all the, the officers to leave and stuff. It's a, a big moment as well. And Jack Crawford sees the potential in her. Uh, Jack Crawford, by the way, sexy guy. What a guy! <laughs> uh, if I was Agent Stalin, I'd be like, "Ooh, Mister Crawford." Fired him. Mister Crawford. <laughs> Do so, you know? That just on on Jack Crawford's note, do you know that he was so he had to do research in his role, um, as like a what's what's the term called for his department of the FBI? A uh, profiler, behavioral, behavioral, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, just... So he went to do um some like work experience with the real FBI in that department, and he had to listen to tapes, uh, and one of them included um I think it was two serial killers like raping and sexually abusing this girl. Um, while but the it was completely filmed, and he was so traumatized by that that he refused to take part in any other films and just wanted to get through the film because he was contracted to do that film, and he refused to take part in any of the other ones because of that reason. Jesus, I know, mad. What? What fun, you mean the other, the other films fact. in this universe or this trilogy? Yeah, uh huh. So I, I don't know if it was necessarily. <laughs> Because I'm trying to think what other one he would have been. I don't think he's actually part written, of. It would have it would have been, um, would have been Red Dragon. Red Dragon, yeah. Yeah, because that's um, can't Hannibal still. But in he did captive. he did say that he refused to take part in um, the follow up. So it must be Red Dragon that he was talking about, and um, because mm-hmm. he was so traumatized by it that he couldn't. He had to like shut that whole character and aspect of his life out because he's so fucked by what he heard. I actually hate like, right? Fair enough. Like trying to make your art good, right? I don't. <laughs> Get these crazy fucking. St- oh, here's what we're going to do, mate. You're actually going to go and you're going to live with hedgehogs to be Sonic. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you're going to live with Sonic Wave. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's that Me- all about? Method act. No, that's not method acting, is it? Method acting's when you like don't break character. 
isn't oh, it? It's just fucking stupid, is what it is. Research, like... David. I know, no, but I, I mean, just... obviously, it didn't work out well for this guy, so maybe. It's, you know... <laughs> 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 uh, there's probably I... better professions you could have went yeah. for work experience for. Like, probably. See, living with hedgehogs 120 days, I think I'd rather that than having to watch rape videos and that. Yeah, probably. I think you would maybe like pick and choose. Like, see, like Gene Wilder when he went to be Willy Wonka. Like, I'm sure you wouldn't mind some work experience in a chocolate factory for like you know, a month or something. <laughs> just but, like, if you grasp knew, the character. Yeah, if you knew you were going to be like a cannibal or whatever, then probably just like stay away. I probably wouldn't go like taking bites out of people and that. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I see some real similarities with myself and Buffalo Bill because we both just love moths. <laughs> Um, you love a moth, Jack. <laughs> the cross-dressing, uh, <laughs> the slicing up and dicing girls and that, I could probably leave. Moths, <laughs> moths are cracking. I mean, you're partial to it, but, but you don't, it's not in the partial, air or anything. Partial to a lepidoptera. Anyway, so moths and butterflies, lepidoptera, right? That's the family name for it. Just, that's a fun fact. Anyway, there's a, there's huge, um, there's huge kind of, uh, what do you call that? Similarities. Similarity. I'm just going to say similarities. <laughs> no, that wasn't even the word I was looking for, but similarities. Symbols? Uh, between Buffalo Bill and then we also get this character, Frederica, who's uh, exposed to, she's, I think, the first victim. Um, the Buffalo Bill, it's, it's revealed that he would have probably known her or spent some time with her. But there's huge like clues and hidden in plain sight like throughout the film with moths, obviously. Buffalo Bill, Loves it with bits, but there's butterflies uh, in Federico's room. There's uh, butterflies in like outside her house and stuff. So they obviously had this thing in common where they were like into their lepidopteras and stuff. And that, oh, um, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite fascinating. Just a wee kind of side note I, I picked up. I was watching a wee video before before we came on, uh, mm-hmm. and I noticed that there's there's loads of like butterfly references like throughout it. Um, and I think again it goes with that theme of sexuality body image feeling comfortable and it's also like that development and growth so like obviously how a caterpillar becomes a, a moth or a butterfly well, it's like as well I think the, one of the posters is uh, Hannibal's face and there's a butterfly over it if memory serves no, yeah, that's, it's Jodie Foster it's, yeah, 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 that's Jody like Foster, the poster yeah. for the film yeah. isn't it yeah. Aye. there's one in TGI's finally enough and I'm like <laughs> It's like all these fun movies like Star Wars and Toy Story and then it's Silence of the fucking Lambs in the middle but, of it. But it's crazy that it's called Silence of the Lambs and then there's a butterfly on it and you'd be like, why isn't there a lamb on it? I don't get the <laughs> lamb thing. I'm aye, the lamb thing. thing is just a bit... Uh, aye, it, it didn't really... It that doesn't, doesn't gel for me, to be honest, the whole... It's like, like let's put a smart, what, a smart sounding story in the middle of our film. Yeah. Just a bit more impressive. You know aye, what I mean? I completely agree. That That's the book called, lads, isn't it, but, cause thought, like, is the book not lads, called like, that? We've imagined lambs, we need to fit it in somewhere. Yeah, pretty much. Aye, Jodie Foster heard lamb scheming, so she ran away. So... Aye, yeah, Jody, but, uh, but if it, she heard, should it not be called yeah, the screaming of the lambs? Because not once did she talk about the lambs being quiet, she talked about the lambs screaming. No, at so... the end he's like... He, oh, uh, the lambs stopped screaming. Oh, yeah, okay, fair like saying that you need... You know, you need to silence the to save basically. someone like that. Like, it was her need to save someone. Mm-hmm. All right, she tried to now. save that one big fat sheep. Got it. Big and and Starling, like, Starling's quest to find this, uh, sorry, to, to, you know, obviously free this lassie and, and um, solve this case was, like, her, you know, development into becoming a beautiful butterfly. Beautiful butterfly. It's like the, um, guy, it's like the caterpillar from A Bug's Life. Exactly. It's transforming. Oh, I'm exactly a beautiful what it's like. butterfly. 
um, yeah, I, I want to just wrap it up with that. Um, I feel like we talked about this, the main kind of issues about it. There's nothing else other to say about the movie other than that it's, it's a it really gets good a movie. Lot of, like, it's femi- feminist acclaim as well because of yeah. old Jodie Foster um, putting the men in her place and all that. Yeah, which and I that's suppose, what I'm saying. That's... Again, back in the nineties, ahead of its time potentially for that as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I know the nineties weren't that long ago, but I would just like to point out that the nineties weren't that long ago since I was born in them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wasn't definitely <laughs> not. I think it's got a, a strong uh, female lead, for sure. Uh, which which probably wouldn't. A lot of people wouldn't have been used to it. As much as though they as annoying as yeah, fuck, she was pretty good. Aye, let's actually just talk no. about her. Yeah, let's talk about how annoying her face is. It's just that it's the <laughs> accent for me. Like the accent is just fucking. Another just fun so annoying. fact. <laughs> now you've said accent. Do you know how the scene where I think we had so many fun facts about Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> you know how the scene where it's I think it's probably their first scene together when. Um, Hannibal starts to take the piss out of her southern accent. Yeah, yeah. That was completely improved. Uh, that sounds like it'd be an improv. And thing she to was, she thought it was a genuine personal attack on her, huh. and she was like so offended, and that was genuine horror <laughs> on her face when, because she, she was just thought that he was completely attacking her that, voice. That, that and then later on, um, she was like, "Thank you so much," because she watched the scene back, and she was like, "I mean, that worked." So. But yeah. yeah, good old, good old. She's just annoying in interviews, it, I think. She is and annoying. Anything yeah. she's directed, I've been very meh on it. Like she, she did directs now. She directed that um, <clears throat> funny one with George Clooney, and she directed an episode of Black Murder that was completely shite. Oh, she, I, I don't watch. Is it Archangel one she done? Yeah, it was Archangel, and I hated it. Uh, it was alright. I was not bad. When, like that, not like that one was nonsense. Like that, that whole Archangel one. Like I just kind of. Like spiraled out of control. I have I not, not seen any of these Black Mirror episodes. I tell you to watch them. Yeah, you should definitely watch them. To be honest, it's... Um, well, thank God you've got a TV we... podcasts so you can watch. Well, I know. <laughs> if only we, we also... had TV on. <laughs> can we also just discuss the whole fact that you escaped the cops by wearing one of the cops' face? Oh, like I, I feel <laughs> like I, I... I feel like that is just maybe a step. Aye, it is a bit of a stretch, I thought. That was a bit worse. It could have worked if they had just... uh, Just peeled his face off? No, it could have worked if they... Obviously, obviously, much time for him to have surgically removed it perfectly. (laughs) Aye, well, he's he's been doing it for some time now. Pretty skilled knife, man, to be fair. He's eight years out of practice. <laughs> true, true, true in a box for eight years. <laughs> I can say I'm true. two years out of practice driving a car, and it's been very hard to get back into the swing of things, mind you. Oh, well, you're also <laughs> only that good to start. With. That's also <laughs> true. fucking six times. It really annoys me how this film gets misquoted all the time because you know, like how if you mention Silence of the Lambs or Hannibal Lecter, everybody goes. Hello, Clarice. Like, everybody always says that. Like, he never fucking once says that in that whole film, and it really pisses me off that everybody says that. I'm pretty sure he does say hello, Clarice. No, he says oh, he good evening, Clarice. Clarice. And oh, I'm like, but everybody says hello, Clarice. And I'm like, does say that. I'm doing that. I'm quoting Dwight. Who's in the office, so. Everybody says that. Like, I mean, maybe it's mum. Maybe it's mum, because mum <laughs> says it all the time. 
But she just like says, uh, Keante, what's the Keante? Fava one? beans and Keante. I had, I ate his liver once with a nice, with fava beans and a nice Keante or something like that. Oh, that's all mom says. Yeah, but also the, the very, his very final scene is class when he says that I'm having an old friend for dinner. Like that's ah. such a class line. Oh, yeah, that's good. Film. It's a class line, but it's also very sort of like Looney Tunes ending and he winks at the camera sort of thing, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's all, folks! It's like the Friends blippers. Yeah, where... yeah. We're just staring <laughs> <laughs> right at right the camera. Yeah, like I feel like they didn't need to break the fourth wall in that film. Like, I mean, there's good, there's good use of, you know, like kind of breaking down that link between audience and actors and like eye contact can work sometimes, but I feel like you're right at the end of Hannibal's film, I feel like they probably shouldn't have just yeah cheeky wink to the camera. Yeah, just to scare people to think that he's out in the world. But it was no, I thought it was a really good line. I liked it. Having an old friend for dinner, literally going to eat his brains. <laughs> uh, uh, so we'll leave it there, and we'll stop up for part one, and we'll be back for part two. Bye. 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 <laughs> all right it's part two and uh, we're all back again everybody's here the whole gang's here Mary, sean and truff bonjour Woo. hello again uh, we done a lion king review you can find it on spotify itunes and all the rest of it what was it truff mate i kept getting wrong again when i kept trying to do that Kept trying to do a promo. Oh, I can't remember, but I'll tell, I'll tell the story <laughs> anyway, because it was like 11 o'clock, it was late at night, I'm like, right, can you just come on, record this wee advertisement for First Time Thrones? Um, like, it would take us like 10 <laughs> minutes to do, and then we can get to bed. Nah, this man's like, remembered six minute runs for a script, you know what I mean? <laughs> Performed it perfectly, and it took him honestly like 45 minutes to say like fucking five lines of dialogue. I was absolutely, I was I kept was, going to say... It was a uh, Google podcast, and I kept and all good podcasting Aye, platforms. That's what it was. All good pl- podcasting platforms, and I kept saying all good. You can't even say it. See, it's fucking hard. I can't even remember what it is. Right. It. Anyway, it's one of the had to be there. Really, I'm sure, I'm sure the listeners oh. are all laughing at me. I'll release the. I'll release the audio one day. I right, try and like, find so that. Get that. Yeah. People must have a 28-year anniversary of bonus club. Aye. Bluepill reels. We should start doing bluepill reels. That'd be hilarious. Oh, 100% should. They would get his app. Like, some would get his arrested. Aye, true. I'm actually convinced that you could classify some of it as hate speech, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started on that in Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we we're, were talking about the Lion King, um, and we also briefly mentioned Martin Scorsese's new film, the Irishman, uh, just because we've got some, some fresh faces on today, I thought we'd um, get them to watch it and ask their opinions on it. So I'll start with Mary. Um, the Irishman, are you excited? Did you like it? Sorry, I just completely lost audio there and I don't know if it was just me. So I'm Excellent. Like... It must have been you. <laughs> must have been you. I, I was mean, waiting patiently. I heard, I heard since we've got some, like, new people on the podcast and then I heard nothing after that so the point where it got relevant to me is where I lost audio I well <laughs> it's relevant to you all I was saying was um I did you like did you like did you think it looks good 
I've How lost you again. No chance. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Thunder wraps. Has huh? this trailer been out in the woods for a long time? Have no, I? No, uh, came out on the 30th, 30th of July, I think it was, so maybe oh, right, okay. five days ago or something. Um, I am excited. Excited? Like, I mean, Joe Pesky, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. Old style gangster movie. Yeah. What's not to love? Directed by Scorsese. Like, what you. Directed by Scorsese. What is there to complain about? Precisely. What um, is there not to be is... so excited about? Is there a worry? We were talking about the worry of it being like a. The potential. No, potentially going to be a bit of a flop just with these yeah. uh, these actors being out of, uh, out of the loop for some time and Scorsese, you know, kind of going back to what you know him. To do it, his yeah, best. When was the but, last time De Niro but, done a gangster movie? He's yeah. been doing the Warburton's adverts for a while. Do you know what I mean? Like, is he going to be rusty? <laughs> well, that's exactly. the point. That's the, that's the problem. <laughs> Precisely. Uh, Sean, have you got a, a strong opinion on it? Are you, do you think it looks pretty good? I think it looks good, but it's, it's interesting because I think it's like it's kind of largely based on a true story as well. So, like that's oh, always interesting. It's always love better. a true story. Definitely. Yeah, but now, I, now like I'm it's, scared. It's like, what what would you do to make a, a gangster film? You just tick like, all the boxes. Uh, well, exactly. I mean, he's yeah. he's done it before. He's in a, an environment where he's obviously comfortable making those kind of films, uh, and he's got fucking brilliant, brilliant actors at his disposal now. Um, also, it's got an thing working against it though that we didn't chat about the other that? day. Well, this was the movie that was at the centre of. Mine were talking about Steven Spielberg and Martin yeah, Scorsese. We're going to talk about the year because this is coming out in Netflix and they're giving it like a two week cinema release. Um, this film to qualify for awards. Yeah, this film is that. Oh, it's yeah, Netflix. Netflix. Netflix biggest film. So, wow, that is a like, big film for Netflix. I know because no one would give Scorsese the money to make it because of the money it would cost for all the de aging stuff they're doing mm-hmm. with the actors. What the hell? And then. We're like, yeah, we'll we'll fucking give you the money. Like we we are rolling money at this point. Ah, Netflix could fucking just do what they want, I think. Uh two billion in debt, but Well as a very delicate house of cards I've got right Tell you what, though, like, see, we'll see if people just, you know, got their own Netflix account. Well, it's <laughs> eight people on the one. <laughs> um, I mean, if, if uh, Silence of the Lambs is making fucking £272 million in 1991, I'm pretty sure a, a Scorsese gangster film in 2019 could make a fair amount of money to break back uh, your £2 million debt. And there's isn't £2 billion. Billion. Two billion. No, I said two billion. <laughs> that's two hundred. That's three hundred billion. Is in nineteen ninety one. Think what movies make now. But yeah, that's Scorsese yeah. movies. It's only Marvel. Like only two movies of three movies have crossed two billion, and they've been two Avengers and Avatar. Right. I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm not saying the movie alone is going to fucking I mean, solve the debt. You said four billion movie. pounds is what you told me it was going to make. That's <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> False statements. Confused, He's calling me a liar. Ten billion. <laughs> Your Majesty. Remember that. Anyway, <laughs> right. Uh, we're going to have a wee pitch battle. <laughs> and prompt to pitch battle um, because I, I didn't really know what to do. Other than this, no news. There's zero news. <laughs> other than Irishman. Uh, so yeah. 
I thought since we're on a as if we've ever actually came away from horror, we're on a wee horror trip again. Um, mm. But I was thinking, in the sort of theme of Silence of the Lambs, pitch to me a serial killer film with a woman cast in the lead role as the homicidal villain. So that's the question, oh, Troops. Um, I will give you a brief five minutes, uh, of, well, not even five minutes, less than five minutes, where... I'll give you five seconds each. I'm going to hum the tune. I'm going to hum the tune <laughs> when the saints go marching in. <laughs> and then, at the end, Why? at the end, I don't know, and at the end of your couple of minutes... Mary, you will start the proceedings with your pitch. Oh, Jesus. Then Christ. Sean, followed by Truff. All right? End, on, end that on a high. That's a good thing. Uh, yeah, you'll each, have, in the you'll each have, you know, the floor to pitch your thing and then uh, pass it over to the next person. When I've had all three of the pitches, I'll mull it over and uh, and then give my verdict. Can you do me a favour? Instead of humming when the Saints go marching in, can you come? Can you come, Will? Can you come? (laughs) 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 That's all, folks. Can you just uh, can you hum? uh, Bring Victor back from that story. What? What? (laughs) That episode where it was like lasagna. Lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, "Bring Victor back." Bring Victor back. Can you? If we're going to do that, so Raven, can you sing "Boys in Motion"? Yeah. Okay. Right. Boys. Yeah, the boys in motion. (laughs) Right. Right. Okay. I have no fucking clue what you're doing. Sean's too old for this shit. (laughs) Boys, we are the boys in motion. (laughs) Boys, we are the boys in motion. motion. If you're going to sing that, so Raven. Sing uh, Nothing Feels Better. Oh, what is it? Uh, uh, the Cody's band. Oh. Singing. Cody, can you sing? Oh can my you God. Feel it? Can, can you feel it? Can you feel the love? Nothing feels better than feeling the love. That's the one. There's also... That's our sound bite for the week. I think there's another one as well. I think there's another one. Uh... I mean, there's also just the theme tune. Ah, yeah, tune. Corey in the house. I was singing Corey in the house theme tune. Corey, Corey, Corey in the house. It's a party yeah. every week. Baby. It's a party, <laughs> party every week. <laughs> Fucking class. Do <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know we nearly got Corey back to the road here? But yeah, partly punched Shut his up. <laughs> can't No way. You can't tell that story. That was horrible. <laughs> that was a horrible experience. I need to know that story. So basically, I eat or it, fuck it. She's not going to be listening anyway. So I email, I email Kyle Massey's agent, <laughs> who turns out is his mother. No. <laughs> and his mother emails me back, and he's like, David, maybe you could do the interview about these false uh, sexual assault <laughs> allegations against Kyle. Oh, no. <laughs> that apparently broke a day before I emailed her. What the fuck? <laughs> And I was like, ah. Abort, abort. Uh, no, thank you. Oh, Jesus Christ, that is so funny. Oh, oh Lord. Uh, I can't believe we said that on air. <laughs> We're getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> Can sue us for all the money that we make, which is none. Kelly <laughs> Massey sitting there with a pint of Stella. I can, I can <laughs> pot off in here. And an unrelated thing, if anyone wants to buy a copy of American Gods, they can buy it off me for the tenner. <laughs> Contribute to my legal what? Like the whole box it? No, no, uh, the book. Oh, right, sorry. Who's right, Doug Apologies, apologies. Right, has anybody got a pitch for me yet? <laughs> uh, Anybody? I, I had one. 
I had one. No, like, Mary, you're starting it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'll be quick. Right, well, if you don't have anything, we can maybe just put Truff in first, right? And you can think. I mean, I feel like, I, I, I mean, I can tell you right now that who I would want to see as a serial killer would be Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Um, what role and plot um, is TBC? But I feel like as soon as you said female serial killer, who I would like to, like, she was who sprung into mind. Because I feel like, I mean, we could even do a Devil Wears Prada spin-off where Miranda Priestly loses her fucking shit and goes, like, full-blown psycho. Because I feel like that's a movie that I would watch. <laughs> wow. Right, so, I feel like so that's that... a movie that nobody else would watch except me. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but... I mean, if she kills Anne Hathaway, because Anne Hathaway's in that, isn't she? That is true. If she Anne absolutely Hathaway is in that. Is. Tails Anne we Hathaway never found out how... We never found out how Donna died in Mamma Mia. Could be very easily that she went on a Fucking hell, that is that true. I... <laughs> no, I mean, uh, um, my brain is. I mean, that's probably as good as you're going to get. Uh, it was an interesting take on it. Uh, right now, you're winning, but that's because I've not heard the other ones. So, yep, I feel like I will not retain this crown for long. <laughs> I feel like Sean probably won't even be able to beat that. I mean, Sean can't come up with anything at this point. Tough, tough. <laughs> we'll take we'll take you and Sean. You can just have a wee think. So my idea is you've got Richard Madden as an upstart detective, right? He's just been promoted to the big office in London and he's been put with a partner who's about to retire. That partner, Helen Mirren, right? right? But the thing about Helen Mirren is that she's just lost her daughter. Her daughter's just died, all right? So she's not really in the mood for this (laughs) new upstart who's asking for her tutelage and stuff, Uh, right? Meanwhile, they're investigating (laughs) Helen, all right? Who's the serial killer? Kate Winslet. Why? Because Kate Winslet's husband has just like killed himself because of their debts, and she's killing everyone who she blames for their family falling into disrepair. So the thing that's <laughs> different about this serial killer, she's not actually crazy. She's just grieving, and she's deeply upset, and she's just spiraled out of control. Uh, you win. That's pretty good. But she does sound a bit crazy at the same time, mate. You can't say she's not crazy, but she's going a bit killing but, no, to be She's fair, not crazy. It's not... She's just sad or man. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. like, See, it would be the way they were being killed because that's what confuses the police. Like, This doesn't look like that tragic. Like, Maybe they're standing up talking on top of stairs and she accidentally pushes someone down for a first victim and then she stabs the next one in self-defence. So she's quite an accidental serial killer. Uh, yeah. By so the end of the just before you know it, she's up. killed a hundred people by accident. Uh, and, just... and then by the end of the film, she's sitting there like smoking a big, like long cigarette, one of the big cigarette tubes, dressed all in black, with, like the, the morning clothes on. And she just goes, "He was a right bastard. I'm glad he's gone." Just a clip of Sean being just saying bastard at the end. <laughs> bastard. <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I mean, I thought you were going to go down the Helen Mirren route, at which point I was about to put oh. to jump in and say that she has been a serial killer in a film at one point. And I mean, if any, uh, actually, has she been a serial killer? No, no, but she was a psycho. Sorry, I'm remembering the film wrong. Well, the rules teaching, teaching Mrs. Tingle. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, I remember, remember that. that film. Actually she was a right, right psycho in that. I think she well, shot someone with a crossbow, but I don't know if they died. Uh, she might well, that would be Helen Mirren's arc. Basically, would be she's lost a daughter, but she's gained a son. <laughs> Is that just oh. two completely parallel stories that never meet? So 
Kate Winslet's kicking about killing people right, and Helen Mirren and Richard Madden. Oh, they're the detectives. Sorry, I missed that yep. part. Right, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just talking about two completely different films. Meanwhile, we cut to a lion in the setting. <laughs> 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 and then a shot of a skinny polar bear for no reason. <laughs> oh. The movie ends with a shot of space. Who does he meet? Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> and then a penguin. Oh, Kate Winslet. If you're going to do a Kate Winslet serial killer movie, I mean, it could be like a take on titanic alternate ending where she doesn't like the old lady just like i mean it flashes back and she's scared the shit into the iceberg no she's got such severe ptsd that she's like on her vengeance to go and kill that bastard who was like the one who she was due to marry and she kills him and she gets a taste for it and then she just goes about killing everybody who had anything to do with the titanic and then that's what the flashbacks are with the old lady at the beginning of the Titanic. It's just absolute bloodbath. Or she's going around as actual Kate Winslet and she's killing anyone who remembers her single that she brought out in like the mid early <laughs> Is that true? It's an absolute banger. It's called uh, What If? And it's, uh, oh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. You need to listen to it. Maybe, it's on Spotify. Maybe. But listen, listen to the full single like because there's the movie version it's like a minute long but she recorded like a full four and a half minute number and this is a power ballad you can do out like listen to it it's great (laughs) what if kate winslet on spotify what if kate winslet was responsible for global warming because she's got such a vengeance against icebergs after the titanic (laughs) (laughs) so the homicide is like just she ends the world (laughs) she just it's 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 a long game just fucking like goes into melt time when she goes into the frozen aisle and supermarkets and shit because she gets like PTSD for all the ice and then like she just starts, aye, just melting. Just walks up the Just pure goes about people's houses and turns the heating up and turns all the switches <laughs> on and all that just to, like. Aye, she breaks into cars. You know, he steals them just to turn them on. She's just set in a fucking loading zone. (laughs) 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 Oh, anyway, Sean, you got one for us. Fucking walking about slashing like electric car tires. Try and top that, Sean. By the way, because that is the real. That I mean, that should win. Try and top that. Right, I've not really fleshed through too much of the ideas, but go away. Margot Robbie playing a hooker that just kills like people, innocent men. Yeah, because she hates men. Yes, I could see Reason her being a good psycho. Them. I could see her being a good psycho hooker. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as in fairness, is that not really what the fucking Harley Quinn movie will end up being? Yeah, correct. Oh, really? Is she? Oh, <coughs> well, she's not actually a hooker, but. She looks like a jester. She may as well be, Jack. She <laughs> may as well be. <laughs> Fucking slut. All women may as well be, you know. <laughs> I can't really think of any more plot details than that, so you're just going to need to deal with it. So that's it. So <laughs> it's like the a, fact it's that like you've that got movie. a name in some form teeth? of death. What? What's that movie called? Teeth or something? About the tooth what? vagina. Uh, <laughs> oh, killer vagina. Could be, like, could be like that. But instead of actually engulfing them, she just kills him normally aye without without a tooth yeah without a vaginal teething (laughs) aye 
Aye, that's the, that's the deception. Like they're all just staring sleeping. at the two vaginas. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And all of a sudden she pulls out a handgun. <laughs> a what? <laughs> oh, Lord. Right, so I think we can say that the winner is well and truly... You? Uh, uh, David. Aye, tough. <laughs> tough use is good, actually. Yeah. That's not oh, bad. Thing. Thank you. Well, that's my first win. Yeah, so. you went up against much competition to be fair David I'm not good I'll, at thinking on the spot like I'm not I need a storyboard I'm, I need to go to the works and get some like place. I need to go and get some materials and like plaster my wall and post-it notes and like do online research I need more than I need more this? than just Corey in the house like yeah. an interlude I need more than that I, I am not a creative person, particularly having been out all night. So the <laughs> fact that you got the fact that you get a name and a method of death, then there you go. <laughs> I mean, Jack was the one who said tooth vagina. You didn't even come up with that. No, oh, he did say he was going to kill them by being a hooker. I mean, I just said kill them in general. <laughs> by being a hooker. <laughs> His method of death is just, just kills them all with AIDS. I was going to kills them all with AIDS. Oh, what about shagging people and giving them AIDS? Yeah, that's, that's like that great. actually would be interesting. For, imagine using <laughs> your sexually transmitted disease to like to kill as people. A weapon? Yeah, as an actual bioterrorism. But well, that's basically it follows. Bioterrorism. So. That is bioterrorism. I'm telling you. You could get Anthony Hopkins to play like a crazy, like biochemist that's came up with a strain that kills people like much sooner than you know, like years down the line. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was actually about to ask you. I was about. I mean. Doesn't need to be a full on pitch battle again, but is there something in uh, Anthony Hopkins you'd like to see do? Um, nah. Or are they be quite happy with him finishing off in Westworld? And... Let him retire. Uh, yeah, end on a high. Let him go to sleep. <laughs> put, him, <laughs> put him to sleep. David's want to try and kill him. <laughs> put him down for a long nap. <laughs> so, so far we've had libel and fucking murder threats. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm saying the man's done a good job, man, but like, just let him rest. Like, it's the same with David Attenborough. How much longer can David Attenborough go around, like, fucking telling us what to save the planet? Don't you like, say that. I think he will do until he dies. Like, literally. No, but then he could die at any minute at this point. Like, he's old. Can he just fuck. sit under his own vine and oak tree? You know what I mean? <laughs> can he just <laughs> admire the world? Uh, just end up with the. Original three-eyed raven, just like attached to a tree. <laughs> and who had the best story? Clarice Starling. No. <laughs> what? Electrician. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I've lost it a wee bit. I'm sorry, uh, sorry I've lost the plot a wee bit. I'm <laughs> asking up. I am the next serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there is absolutely zero film news we will just end it there because I've got another podcast to be on talking about Fitba and that so Fitba Fitba and that so thanks very much guys for coming on talking about this great film um, do we have a score out of 10 we'll just go around quickly um, see how it ranks amongst some of the other films we've had on here Mary you got a tip uh, score I'll give 10? it a a solid 9 9 yeah, yeah nice Sean I would probably get a nine and a half. Nine and a half. Right. It's up there. It's up there. Truffalo. Platform nine and three quarters. Shut up. We're not doing point seven fives now. <laughs> point fives are bad enough. 
I know. Yeah, I made to point six six. <laughs> <laughs> Can I interest you in a nine point eight nine? Jack, what would you give me your score? Uh, it's an eight for me. An eight? eight for me, yeah. Nine's need to, uh, nine's need to do something. Do something for me. <laughs> Tens. Then he just hit me in, hit me on the field. I say it all the time. Like you do. Like you do. nine nines nines are hard to come by. Seldom you ever seen. Ra- have you ra- have you ever rated a film ten? No, not yet. David, have you? I about ten times. Probably. Oh, okay, <laughs> I think there was maybe I'm one ten on here. I'm very easily can't pleased. Can't remember. Um, I have a, a film related question quickly before you go talk about Fitba. When does the new Quentin Tarantino film come out? Once upon a time August. in Hollywood. Is it August? Uh, soon? It's like start of August and all. It's like oh, ho, ho, ho. in, in the next week. It is tis imminent. Aye, review incoming. Is that Excellent. And on that note. Very good. Yeah. Aye, on that note. By the way, uh, we should probably say next time's John Wick and all. Oh, next time is John Wick. Well, you've Aye. already said it now, so that's what's said. In fact, it's been said twice. <laughs> Should say the next time it's John Wick, right? Well, that's the next week. It's John Wick. Uh, you're hosting it tough, right? You're back on the back on the mic. I'm back. I'm back in the hosting chair. Unfortunately, what a shame. Uh, was... I, can I, kick, I can kick back again. Uh, good, Hi. good, good. This is so much easier. I don't think you say that. Like you do that much crap anyway, Jack. No, I, I wrote at least three pages of notes today. Actually, uh, that is impressive. Theme of sexuality and body image. I was getting that right in there. I was getting into good topics. Fucking uh, good, good talking points. I just had to hold my tongue for not slandering J- Jodie Foster more because I, know, we, I think we held back in that podcast. To be fair, like I mean. Aye, well, she to be got fair, a last week roasting. she went after. Aye. Went after I think because she had such a good performance, she kind of got away with it, but she is a bit of an annoying queen there. True. Uh, she's a wee bit of pain. Just a bit. Very true. Anyway. Did somebody not try and shoot Ronald Reagan because he fancied her? What? <laughs> what? How are those two things related? Kate Winslet. Oh, God. Right. I'm so confused. Same. And, right, I'm away to listen to Kate Winslet's ballot. I'm going to wait and get that on spot. Boys, we are the boys in motion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we've lost it, people. We've, we've absolutely I mean, lost we've it. We've lost our one listener. We've lost our one listener. Right, bye, folks. I get it. See you later. Thanks for listening, troops. Uh, you know what to find us. We've been on Spotify for a while now. We've been on iTunes and we're certainly on Android <laughs> platforms as well. So uh, oh, make sure to catch us next time when we speak about John Wick. Bye bye. Bye bye. Tilly's a chokes on dick. <laughs> <laughs>